Hey everyone, this is Kent, AKA Delphi Delph, the host of the Geoholics podcast. As you know, our main objective for this podcast is to add value and make friends. Thanks to our good friend of the program, Glensky, for coining that phrase. That being said, we have started bi-weekly Geoholics Anonymous meetings that we believe you're going to like. We will have a panel of folks discussing specific topics that are both current and relevant to the survey and mapping professions. Thank you again for listening and your continued support. Please send us an email at info at thegeoholics.com if you have any suggested topics or would like to be on the panel of a future GA meeting. Thanks again. Stay safe and healthy. Let's kind of get this thing rolling. And again, thanks for being here. Um, I mentioned it, you know, COVID-19. And really, I just kind of like to go around, I guess, around the table per se, and kind of see how you guys are seeing that the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting you. And I'll, I'll speak for myself and what I'm seeing in Arizona. I work for a very large company. And, you know, for me personally, it's a scary time just because, I mean, survey is looked at as something that is, I don't know, it's, it's something that is, I don't want to say dispensable or whatever, but in these larger companies, I mean, and I've even said it to my boss before, even before COVID-19, you know, I'm like, listen, I mean, I, I think it's important that, you know, we provide survey and I'm talking about our office in Arizona, but I'm like, it would be so easy to not have field crews and just subcontract out the field work and manage it from, manage it internally. Uh, I don't know if we would ever get to that point, but it's, it's an easy decision for a large company to make. They can chop off the survey arm and subcontract that work out and quite frankly, probably be money ahead. There are some advantages to keeping that work in house, which I totally appreciate and I'm glad you know, that's the case. But at the same time, I think that, you know, surveying is just one of those things that like other houses and stuff like that, a lot of them do a really good job. Majority of them don't do a great job, unfortunately, but there are options for a large company like Stantec, no secret, that's who I work for, but you know, they, uh, they, they could choose a different direction. And, and I'm, I'm a realist. I can, I can, you know, respect whatever decision is concerning to me. And, I've heard of other companies, even in the last couple of weeks here locally, that have shut the survey branch down. In fact, Wood, which is a huge company, um, they've, they acquired a large firm here, um, AMEC, Foster Wheeler, actually, and they had a pretty sizable survey group, and they shut their survey group down this past week. And a couple other small survey operations, they've, they've shut their operations down. So it's very, very concerning. And, um, you know, how we rebound from this is the unknown. Add that to all the other unknown right now. I see today there's now a million cases in the world, 240-some thousand in the States, and what, over 5,000, I guess, deaths? Um, so I don't know. It's very, very concerning. I was out and about today a little bit, and just it's, it's a whole other world. It's a whole other world. So I'd be curious to see what you guys are seeing and kind of what your, your opinions are. So let's start with you, James, just because I see your name first up on my screen. Yeah. Um... You know, I, I'm not really seeing a big change at all um, as far as work coming towards us. Uh, none of our contracts have been dropped. Um, we have a pipeline that is probably going to fall through, but that's that's kind of a separate issue. Um, you know, we have a lot of DOT projects, and even DOT is still uh, working hard to push out uh, RFIs, contracts, and things of that nature. So we haven't had any reduction in hours uh, for 
anybody in our team. And um, I was actually just talking to our president today and um, the only group that is seeing impacts right now is our environmental group. And that's because of the, uh, the oil and gas and their connections to the oil and gas. Um, so I think, you know, maybe we're in a, in a different situation than, than some, um, some companies, but, um, it, I mean, I'm definitely grateful for it. Um, and private development and that sort of thing still, still continues to push as well. Um, and all the contractors that, that I work for, you know, they just want to go to work. Um, they want, they want to keep working. They want to fulfill their contracts. Um, you know, obviously people are working from home. Um, you know, most of our CAD techs are working from home. The, uh, crew chiefs will, most of them will, will work from home or maybe come to the office just a little bit. Um, but we're able to continue our work, uh, which is, which is fantastic. So for, for the majority of our work, we're really able to continue. Um, and then I'm, I, associated with work in Colorado and New Mexico. So those are both deemed essential services there. So we're able to continue, um, to continue there. So, um, you know, it's, uh, we're lucky, we're lucky. Um, you know, I don't know if it's some of those folks that, that do like little ILCs and house stakes and things like that, how soon they might see some impacts on that. Um, but, uh, for us, we've been, we've been steady. If you would real quick, let everybody know where you are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I live in Grand Junction, Colorado and Western Colorado, and I'm a director for uh, Sauter Miller and Associates. So we're a regional, um, company with offices in Colorado and New Mexico, um, and some solid satellite offices, um, neighboring States. So, um, and we do, we do a lot of, uh, engineering design and construction layout and things like that. Um, so we've got, a um, several different engineering groups. And so, yeah, we've been able to, to stay busy. Luckily. Is, uh, the States you mentioned, and I just don't know, I see Gavin posted something about statewide lockdowns, but Colorado, New Mexico, um, are they shelter in place? Yeah. Right now, or what, what status? That, that's right. We are. We are shelter in place. Um, New Mexico was on first and then Colorado shortly after. Um, some states or some counties in Colorado have done, um, you can't come in and out of the county and that sort of thing. I don't know how long that's lasted, but, um, but since we're deemed essential business in both states, we'd, we've been able to carry out our work. So um, we... As a company, we have these, these little cards that say we're essential, essential business that all of our crew chiefs have, things of that nature. So, um, and then you, you, you do have to pay a lot of attention when your crews are going out of town with hotels and things like that, of course, uh, making sure they're open. Um, Colorado, um, I think it's, I can't remember if it's Colorado or New Mexico, they've said you, you've got to staff down 50% on, um, on hotels. Um, so you got to be careful there. Um, but for the most part, you know, we, we haven't had a huge, huge impact. So, um, yeah. How are your, um, and I don't know if you run one man crews, two man crews or whatever, we run all two man crews and we mandated that the crews each had to drive a separate vehicle to the job sites. 
yeah obviously and wearing gloves and masks and all this stuff are you guys to that point yeah so i mean we definitely have gloves and sanitizer and all that we we really have a, a fantastic uh, safety officer um at sma and um i i talk to him very regularly um you know our opinion was you shouldn't be coming to work when you're sick or you've been around anyone sick so driving two different vehicles is kind of it's kind of irrelevant it's kind of like a you know to me, that for, for us, we, we decided not to do that. Um, so they shouldn't be coming to work if they're sick or if they're around people that are sick and that sort of thing. So um, they're, still, they're still, you know, riding together. Um, but um, all the other precautions with gloves and sanitizer and all of those things we're, we're definitely doing. So Good. Um, cool. Uh, appreciate that. Denver, let's go to you. Um. I mean, there are parts of our business um, that are slowing down. I mean, you know, we are lucky in that, you know, we are a rather large regional engineering firm, um, you know, and so we have a huge market share of a lot of development work. Um, and that seems to be fine. We, over the last, you know, People really aren't taking it super seriously in Oklahoma at this point in time because, you know, we're in the center of the country and it takes forever for anything to get here. Um, yeah. You know, and virtually everybody's an essential worker. So it's like, you know, like nothing changed. Um, I mean, you can still go to Hobby Lobby and get, you know, whatever you need or what have yeah. you. Um, but you aren't getting phone calls for smaller surveys at all. I, I, I've gotten maybe one to maybe check a lot for somebody. Um, all of my work is work that we have because of engineering or existing contracts. I'm not getting a lot of, on a normal week, you know, I get it, you know, 100, 150 phone calls about smaller stuff. And this week I got 11. Well, um, and then obviously oil and gas has its own problem going on. So we see that's, you know, slowing down. Um, but as far as just workload, I mean, it, it's too early for that to fall off for us from our size, I, I think. I mean, we have made changes to the way we work. Um, we have two-man crews exclusively. And the way I've, I've said it in my department is, if one of you goes down, that truck's not working. It just is what it is. I mean, you know, I'm sorry that you worked for that crew chief, but that's just the way it is. You check your temperature and all that stuff before you come to work. Crew chief doesn't work, helper don't work. Maybe you can scan some stuff, maybe you can't, but I can't be switch, you know, switching people around crews like that. Right. Um, so that that's what we've done as far as that. We've also cut back on overtime to like push out our work as far as we can um, with existing workload. Just to, you know, because you know, ultimately we're like the only hourly employees is, is our, my field crews. Like I'm not hourly obviously, cause I'm, you know, in an executive position, but um, those guys have got to make it through this too. And so leveraging the work we have while still, you know, hitting deadlines and whatnot is something that's very important to me to keep the guys working through this as long as we can anyway, until there's actually some kind of, you know, countywide shutdown or something like that. Right. So uh, Oklahoma is uh, not shelter in place right now? Um, we have a shelter in place in like a certain amount of counties. Okay. Um, but it's 
like I said, nearly everybody's essential. They're not checking anything. Um, it's, it's only in certain counties. It's, it's, there's no meat on it. Some cities have stricter ones and those ones have a little bit of meat on the bones, but as far as statewide, it's just, you know, yeah, stay home, but you need to go to work because you work at Kohl's or whatever. Right. Yeah. A lot of gray area there. That's for sure. Especially in Arizona. Um, I should have, should have done a better job in introducing people. If you want to let people know where you're at, that'd be great. Uh, I am in Oklahoma city. Um, the VP of surveying for craft and toll. And, um, we operate, we're a fairly decent regional firm in Oklahoma, Arkansas. We have some other satellite offices, but primarily work, I primarily work in Oklahoma. Right on. What's that uh, map behind you? That is an Indian territory map. Okay. Very cool. All right. Appreciate that. Michael, let's go to you. Quick introduction, would you? Sure. Uh, Michael Thompson. I'm chair of Professional Surveyors Canada. I also got my, or, uh, small survey business, six staff, where I'm president, general manager, secretary, janitor, all of that. Um, in uh, Lethbridge, Alberta, uh, just about an hour north of Montana. Uh, from, from my business perspective, a lot of the work I do, I kind of have two sides. One is just uh, residential surveys for real estate transactions. The other side is work for government, uh, irrigation districts, what have you. And, you know, in Alberta and in Canada, a lot of our economy is tied is tied to oil and gas. So even before any of this happened, the price of oil tanking really uh, that cut government spending, that cut the oil and gas survey industry rate down. So, so we were kind of hurting before this ever, before COVID ever became a thing. I know it's not uh, not hitting as hard here yet as it has been in the U.S., but we do have, uh, say, Quebec. You can't have more than two people. Um, in the same place, the surveyors there just simply are not working whatsoever. And it's a pretty big deal there because you can't make a real estate transaction without a survey. Hmm. And the entire industry is shut down. Where I am, um, we're, we're on the essential service list. We, we can operate as long as we maintain this, that uh, physical distancing two meters apart. So for us, uh, the one man, one truck, or one, one surveyor, one truck, I should say, uh, that's that's mandated that's really uh enforceable right now so if you're going to have a two-person crew you you do have to have two vehicles uh mind you we with uh the right clients you could pass that on as the cost of doing business well you're <laughs> getting mileage twice it's it's actually not that hard of a sell i don't think uh for those guys in quebec there is uh i don't know what there is in the u.s for uh subsidy programs but employers that can't operator they're 30% less revenue they're getting 75% of wages covered by the federal government here so if, you know that's for restaurants and what have you that can't operate at all but if you know for those surveyors or if you're in a survey business like say uh, new house construction in some provinces is just not happening maybe they do have 30% less revenue there's that remedy and we're all getting 10% of wages back from the federal government just on uh, income tax remittance type thing um, it's funny you mentioned that wood was shut down where you are too. It's the uh, same thing in, in Lethbridge where I am. The survey crews got let go. And this is just a city of 100,000 people, small office. So oh, wow. Really? Might be a pretty 
um, pretty big thing. There's just a lot of anxiety too. Like even my own staff that, you know, their spouses are getting laid off from whatever positions they're in. Um, there's worried about how our business is going to be going over the next few, few months. Uh, right now, uh, hasn't really hit yet. Honestly, um, my last month, I just finished my invoice and it's probably one of the best months I've ever had, <laughs> but, um, everything trickles downhill when you have projects. It's just, you know, we're working now, but nothing, if nothing else is starting up, it's, it's a concern for what's going to be going on three months, six months from now, especially if this whole, uh, if the crisis goes on for 12 or 18 months, we really, you know, don't know what's going to happen. No, but no yeah. one really knows. Yeah. Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head. It's the unknown that I think causes people the most concern. And as you mentioned, the anxiety, um, but yeah, yeah, it's rough. Uh, thanks for that. How about Ryan? Let's go over to you. Quick introduction, if you would, please. Yeah, I am Ryan Swingley. I'm the geospatial manager for ESP Associates based in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, past president of ISPLS, uh, current board of director member. Um, so for us, you know, we're a, we're a multidisciplinary firm, um, but my office focuses almost solely on transportation and mobile LIDAR acquisition and processing. And so, you know, January, February is notoriously super slow for us. And we're in March, we're just really starting to ramp up. And, and um, so far, I haven't seen a slowdown. We have, you know, acquired a, a quite a bit of data this spring. And uh, yesterday, I, I put together probably the most amount of quotes I've ever put together for projects. Um, so things look to be moving forward, um, you know, coming into, uh, coming into summer for us. Um, I don't necessarily see any slowdown happening, um, at least right now, but like, like you guys all kind of mentioned, it's that, that uncertainty that we just don't know what the outcome can be in two weeks from now, you know, funding to get pulled and, and things like that. It, it doesn't look to be happening because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm still putting together fees for projects, but, uh, you know, all signs are go for us right now. It's like, Good. cool. Awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, Justin, let's go to you. Hello, I'm Justin Farrow from Land Surveyors United. I kind of pay attention to what's going on everywhere with surveyors, and I get a lot of emails. Um, you know, I'm not a surveyor myself anymore. My buddy Gavin is, but he just moved from D.C. down here uh, to Florida. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. And he's looking for a job, and, uh, and a lot of people are looking for jobs, but a lot of people are, you know, just – like everyone has said, they just, they don't really know what tomorrow's going to bring. And um, it, it's kind of, it's kind of odd right now because you don't really want to go into a community and start talking when everybody is, you know, just as uncertain as you are, there's really nothing to talk about. I mean, I think it's going to pick up a lot more. I, I'm, I'm kind of in the business of bringing surveyors together and just kind of creating a place where, um, where things can be worked out. And, uh, and I think it's probably going to be, uh, a lot more activity once things start picking back up. But um, other than that, a lot of people are, I, I am seeing that people are trying to use this time to improve their websites and try to, you know, do some things that they have been putting off. Um, a lot of people are calling about, can you help me with SEO? Can you help me stream my live meeting and things like that? And, and to be honest, in 14 years, I've never had those kind of requests really from, uh, people are kind of opening up to this new 
type of technology. So um, gotcha. that's interesting for me. Right on. Appreciate that. What about um, like from an international perspective? Um, are you receiving emails from from those from from that uh, arena? Mostly like through Facebook and Twitter, I'm getting yeah. messages, people saying, you know, we're out of work here in Malaysia, we're out of work here in South Africa. And, you know, uh, I think I asked something yesterday on the Facebook page and uh, just kept, kept, kept on going and I just circled back to it and there's like 300 comments. So I've wow. got a lot of comments to go through people that have, you know, just kind of roll call, essentially, we're working here in Alaska, we're working here and, and you know, here, here and there. So. Right. Crazy, crazy. Hey, I see uh, Phil Fedora is on the line. Let's let Phil introduce himself, if he so chooses. Uh, no, I really wasn't planning on. I was just kind of be a. I was going to be a fly on the wall because I had invested, I had uh, set the time aside to listen to this thing. You're the but, uh, uh, silent but deadly guy. Yeah, silent but deadly. Um, like, uh, as far as Bo I'm, I'm with Bowman Consulting, I'm the uh, project manager here in uh, Tempe in Arizona. And uh, we're still rolling along as long as the clients keep needing our services. Uh, our field crews are, we got four, four field crews working in the Phoenix area. We're busier than the one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. So uh, I don't see a slowdown. I don't see anything uh, on the horizon that's going to... Um, that's that, that's that's uh, gonna hurt us right away. But like Ryan said, uh, that could change in a heartbeat. So, uh, so there, yeah. there you go. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, thanks for that, Phil. Uh, Gavin. Oh, the other Gavin here. Yeah. Hey, Kent. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in Seattle. We got hit early, so uh, we've been yeah. into this for a long time. But uh, the good news is uh, there's glimmers of uh, there's glimmers of hope. Things things are slowing down. Uh, Work-wise, pretty much what everybody else has said. Um, I'll get into that in a moment. But so wearing my other hat, uh, you know, day job, uh, structural monitoring, um, utility surveying and running an RTN. But with the magazine hat, we've been doing a bunch of research and way too much data. And I, this isn't the episode to summarize that, but I kept thinking what, we don't have like a instantaneous view uh, in the surveying um, profession of the, the state of things and I thought, well, wait a minute. So what's something I could get my hands on electronically really quick was um, usage of uh, the real-time networks. Mm. So I contacted a bunch of the operators and I was able to look into the databases of some of them and comparing it to previous years. So some interesting trends going on. There is typically a bump in usage around this time of year because the weather gets better. There was also unseasonably mild winters in a lot of places. And that put, while surveying, and it put construction in, 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 in really good numbers up, up to February. Um, I don't have all the numbers uh, like Bureau of Labor Statistics and stuff like that. And um, uh, 
you know, projected construction and stuff like that, that I was going to try to correlate it all to. But something I noticed, uh, I ended up calling some uh, RTN users. They are doing more solo crews, so they're cranking up more of their rovers individually, and that's reflected in the RTN usage. So right now, the downturn uh, that some outfits are seeing in the work being balanced by the, the seasonal bump, but uh, there's a lot of firms that are starting to just now see uh, delays in projects, postponed projects. And when there's an economic sort of aftershock of the economics is think about all the sectors that are just pretty much shut down, hospitality, travel, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, stuff like that. At what point do they start canceling projects? And that's, it was like the 2007, 2008 crash. We gotta be aware that there's this potential shock wave that's not just gonna hit the areas that got hit with the virus first, that's, that economics could spread pretty much anywhere. I didn't mean to sound a dire alarm. The good, the good side of it is, is you know, it is an, isol it is, uh, an isolating um, profession by nature. Um, a lot of the states I've been trying to look at the lockdown orders and what's exempt and construction. A lot of states are trying to keep construction going as an essential surveying going with it. Um, I'm hearing some real hits in housing though around the country for surveyors doing, um, you know, the, uh, the forecast construction is you're, you're doing the boundary surveys up front kind of thing. And then, and then laying out plats, I'm seeing some hits in that area, but um, so far so good. Uh, let's hope it turns around fast though, because um, it's the aftershocks that will probably hit us. So, sorry, I kind of talk fast. No, not at all. That was all. That's some great, uh, great content. But I appreciate it. And I, I, you know, you mentioned 2007, 2008, and I mean, I was definitely affected by that downturn, you know, personally here living in the Southwest, which was one of the areas that was hardest hit. And I mean, obviously, you know, you'd like to think people learn from that. I'd like to think that I did, you know, I got very conservative financially after that. And I said, I'll never allow myself to be put in that position again. You know, and here we are with another, you know, event that, you know, kind of makes me feel like I did at that particular time. Although like Gavin said, and I think it's, probably a point that needs to be talked about a little bit more um you know the, the ripple effect i mean we, we have we have no idea first of all you know how long this is going to go on for i mean here in arizona you know we're in shelter in place till the end of april um like most of you said survey is i guess by interpretation still considered essential which is a good thing but you know, with the food and beverage industry being decimated, you know, the tourism industry being decimated, especially here in Arizona this time of year, um, you know, people are very hesitant to, to make decisions, you know, big purchases type decisions and stuff like that. And that reminds me a lot of how it was after 2008. So I don't, I don't know how this is going to rebound. I think if people think that at the end of this 30 days, you know, the economy is going to snap back right to where it was before, I think that's kind of, that's foolish to think that way. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near that. I think that, um, you know, life as we knew it, say a month ago, is going to be very different in a couple months. 
in a, in a lot of different ways, some for the better, some for the worse. But I, I, I think that we just need to be prepared for what could be, you know, a, a pretty bad situation. And I hate to be, you know, I, and I, I am an optimist by nature and I hate to sound like a pessimist right now, but I'm trying to be a realist at the same time just because of how I felt and what I experienced in 2008. And even in, you know, after 9-11, there was a bit of a shock after that as well. Um, and this definitely falls, this, the situation, the COVID-19 pandemic definitely falls in that category. So it's going to be very interesting to see how things rebound. And, you know, being on Facebook, and I'll mention the field crew, you know, Facebook page, I, I look at that page every single day and I've said on the podcast before, I look at probably every single post, not every post, but a lot of posts. I never respond to anything just in fear of what might happen. But, you know, a lot of the, a lot of what I've seen on there, I'm not saying it's the majority, but a lot of people have been posting, you know, I got laid off, my hours have been cut, my salary has been cut 20%. So further notice. And so there is, you know, there is some stuff happening that hopefully isn't, um, isn't going to be, and I guess, infectious for lack of a better term, but I hope it doesn't continue to happen and go in that direction. But it's, it's a crazy time. It's an absolute crazy time. And um, the unknown is the biggest thing. And that leads to anxiety. One of you guys mentioned anxiety. And I, I personally am somebody who, even before this, have dealt with anxiety before. You know, I've taken medication for it to, to you know, level it off or whatever. And it's a huge thing, you know, I mean, not only are you, you know, having anxiety to be at work, if you have young kids at home, you know, there's anxiety there. I mean, what's going to be like after this is over with, there's anxiety there. Some of it is in the forefront of your mind. Some of it just kind of, you know, festers in the back of your mind. But I think one thing that, you know, we need to make sure of, I mean, not only ourselves personally, but the people that work for us, around us, whatever, you know, they're all you know, willing to talk about it, honestly. And it's not a bad idea, you know, to, to reach out to your field crews, your techs or whatever, especially when we're shelter in place, and just check in on, hey, how are you doing? You know, make sure they're okay because this is um, it's a shock to the system, no doubt, no doubt. I don't know if anybody else wants to chime in on that, but I was rambling, sorry. <laughs> Anyone? Okay. I mean, you're talking about changes. I mean, one of the things that I'm kind of already kind of worried about, I mean, I feel like surveyors, um, it's, it's a race to the bottom on prices already. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely nervous to see what that's going to be like. You know, um, I'm definitely not, you know, the cheapest. I mean, I don't ever really want to be the cheapest. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely worried to see what that's going to look like. Um, you know, are people going to just, oh, well, I need to lower my price. You know, how soon are people going to start thinking that, that mm -hmm. crash in my opinion? Um, but I don't know. You yeah. know, that's something that I'm worried about. I, I was kind of thinking about as you were talking there. So no, James, that is a great point, and that's exactly what happened after 2008. Maybe you're too young to remember what it was like after the 2008 crash, but right after that, like so many surveyors, you know, that worked for whatever medium to large size companies got let go or whatever. So what do they do? You know, path of least resistance. I'm going to start my own company. What happens then? They start charging less than the company they work for just so they knew they could get that work, you know? 
And you're right. It, you mentioned a race to the bottom. We could talk. We could have a whole segment about that. But uh, <laughs> you nailed it. You're exactly right. And it's a very valid concern. Yeah, well. I think that's been going on since 2008, probably. If it's, it, I think it's the same in a lot of, you know, Canada. Maybe you can tell me if it's the same in the U.S. Where a typical property survey, it's probably the same price today that it was in 2008. Yep. Um, the, you know, your rate sheet sheets might be the same price they were in 2008. So think about it that way. Why hasn't, you know, the price of everything's going up? Why are we, we not uh, coming up with the times? And you're always going to have in any industry, you're going to have somebody that's at the bottom. Um, it is. It can be hard to be that value-added person, the real professional that uh, yeah. your clients come to. Not because you know some clients. You don't want the clients to care about price yeah. anyway. You want the clients to care about having something done uh, professionally in a timely manner. If I mean, some people maybe they they do want to compete on price, and you know, but that's not for me, and I don't think it's for probably not for anybody in this discussion anyway. Those types of people aren't. Uh, Right. aren't this involved in the profession i don't think yeah no i think you're right exactly and um you know this group that we have here right now you know i don't think anybody in this group falls in that category <laughs> you know we i think i think elevate elevate ourselves as professionals and you know experts in our field and you know clients that appreciate that those are the clients we want to be working for of course but there's still a lot of clients out there that look at survey as a commodity and there's plenty of surveyors out there that kind of fall into that trap. And again, it's the race to the bottom. So um, I, I, you're right, though. You mentioned, you know, I think it's been that way since 2008, for sure. I think it's, I think before this happened, I think that, you know, we, that was improving a little bit to a certain degree. But now this is going to be a setback, I'm afraid. And you're going to have those surveyors out there again that are, you know, they're desperate. Let's face it. You know, they got to make ends meet just like everybody else. And, um, you know, they're, they're willing to do a professional service for pennies on the dollar, unfortunately. I, I don't know if I'm so worried about that because those people exist right now and you're just going to flood the market with those people and maybe it weeds out some of them. Um, what I find concerning about this whole thing is for the first time in my career, the public sector is going to hurt for work. Yep. The, because budgets next year are going to be so out of whack and you know the first thing they do is cut education the second thing is anything that needs a surveyor so i don't know you know all those companies that just do primarily municipal work what are they gonna do you know we that is something we do but the vast majority of our work is in private development and commercial transactions which will still happen because rich people still have money and interest rates are going to be really low. So people buy land and sit on it. Yeah. But what are cities and towns and counties and states going to do budget wise to adjust for that and still maintain? I mean, they'll probably still get work done, but you're going to sit around for a year waiting to get paid or a year and a half, two years, whatever. Yeah. It's just the first time in my career that I can remember that the municipal firms are going to be the ones that, that take the hardest hit besides mom and pop. Yeah, it's all cyclical, you know, and when something like this happens, um, it really kind of snaps things into place. And I, I think you raised a, a very, very valid point right there. So um, that's a, a perspective that is does cause or have uh, have cause for concern for sure. Well, Kent, uh, this is Gavin. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that way across the board on the last time 
Uh, oddly enough, some of the strongest sectors during the last downturn were transportation, public works, and utilities, um, especially utilities. Uh, yeah, they had to delay a lot of big ticket items, but to a certain degree, there's a background radiation of that work that really has to keep going. I mean, the last the last uh, downturn was very housing centric. You know, I mean, it was the subprime and all of that. So that definitely was the big hit. So it's hard to say where where that would go this time. Uh, like I said, a lot of the a lot of the states have exempt and uh, trying to keep construction going, and definitely utilities are exempt transportation. So it varies from place to place, but definitely over here and a couple of the other places I've recently called, those aren't the ones taking the hit right now. There will be absolutely a ripple effect like last time, but. Um, I'm seeing huge hits in commercial development around here. It's uh, really, uh, really kind of scary. I, uh, you know, I hope it doesn't continue on this trend, but. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I say, it's, it's, it's cyclical. And again, you know, you, you mentioned it again. It's, uh, it's the unknown. We just, we just don't know. I mean, you have to try to be prepared as best we possibly can. But, you know, not, not easy to do. I think one of the biggest challenges now you know, with everybody in the states that are shelter in place and so many people working from home, um, you know, like response times have slowed down, of course, um, at least what I've seen, you know, getting paid has slowed down a little bit. Um, and this, these are just, you know, my personal experiences. It may not be the same way everywhere, but, um, you know, for us to be in shelter in place for another, you know, essentially 30 days to the end of the month, I, I don't know. I don't know how that affects the big picture. Um, at least in the immediate future, um, but I don't know. Again, so much, so much unknown. I heard, uh, you know, Trump floated something out there yesterday or maybe the day before about another, another stimulus package. Maybe it's a couple more trillion dollars that uh, injected that money into infrastructure projects and stuff like that. You know, who knows if that'll happen? And you know, if it does, what kind of effect that's going to have on, on the economy and our profession, for that matter? But I would think that that's a step in the right direction. And somebody who works for a company who's doing a lot of you know, utility work or transportation work, you know, I, I would think that that's gonna bolster that just a little bit, I would hope. I, I just wanna clarify what I, what I meant by that. And I think this is the first you know, economic thing where I've seen states take financial hits on their bottom line. You know, cause some states are subsidized, like our Oklahoma City out of its budget is paying some people to stay home. And that money's got to come from somewhere. Yep. Um, it, it's not, a, it's not that I don't think that all of the associated things would be able to go on. It's just, I think that the things that originate at the municipal level, at least in the next year or two years, will have to adjust while they, you know, rebound from the healthcare costs. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. And Gavin mentioned, uh, I'm assuming you guys can see the chat, uh, supply chains are taking a hit. And that, of course, will also have a ripple effect. And no doubt about it, you know, when it comes to like materials for construction and stuff like that, I've already heard you know, some horror stories here locally. And it's only been, you know, gosh, a couple, three weeks about, um, you know, how, 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 as Gavin mentioned, supply chains are being affected. 
So, um, yeah, and there's, I, we don't know to what level this is going to affect all these different components of, of the economy and, and, and business in general. I, I, again, the unknown. Um, you know, the surveyors that are being, you know, displaced for whatever reason, you know, their salaries are being cut, their hours are being cut, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. Each state's different as far as unemployment goes and things of that nature. And, you know, if you get laid off as a result of COVID-19, you know, there's definitely some support, some financial system that's available. Uh, it's going to take some time for that money to get in people's hands. Um, so that's a concern. You know, here we just were at the first of the month. You know, people have you know, mortgages due, rents due, all these bills due, car payments, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's, it's scary. It's a scary time for a lot of people. Um, you know, I don't know what type of support or, or assistance is available in each individual state. But, you know, those of, those of us that are involved with state organizations, you know, it might be something where you can, like, I, you know, I've got United Surveyors of Arizona, and, you know, we're very fortunate to have a chunk of money in the bank. And, you know, I reached out to the leadership. I'm like, listen, you know, I'm starting to hear about people getting laid off. I'm not at all opposed to using some of that money to, you know, help these folks if there is a way to do so. Um, it might be something to, to throw out there to your state organizations. I don't know. But obviously, you know, you, you, there's going to there's gonna be unemployment. There's going to be this and that. It's going to take time for folks to get that money. And uh, it's not what they were making, obviously. So it's gonna, there's going to be some financial hardship for a lot of people, and a lot of surveyors. And, uh, for me, you know, thinking back again to 2008, we lost a lot of good surveyors after that just because, you know, they, they lost their job. Um, they weren't able to get back into the profession. It took a long time for it to rebound. We lost a lot of good surveyors, and quite honestly, our, our profession can't afford for that to happen again. We can't afford to lose a bunch of good surveyors. So, my two cents. <laughs> um, yeah, so Gavin says, on a positive note, the last downturn saw a lot of firms diversify more and have been able to adapt to cycles in different sectors. Yep, no doubt. It's a very good point, Gavin. You know, when we think about roadway projects, state projects funded by the gas tax, and we've got, I would venture, I guess we've got a third of the amount of cars on the road right now. What kind of hit are we taking over this next month of, of lack of gas tax, and how is that going to have a downstream effect? That's a really good point. Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, this is the first week that we've been officially in shelter in place. I mean, Stantec mandated that if you could work from home, work from home. So I, I have been essentially for two weeks now, but like every couple of days a week, I would still go in the office for a few hours just to get caught up on some things and just you know, no, hardly any cars on the road, you know, which was great. Just, it usually takes me an hour to get to work. It took me 20 minutes, which is fantastic. Um, you know, pollution is a huge problem in Phoenix, especially as the weather gets warmer and with such fewer number of cars on the road, you know, they, of course, they do tests all the time, but the air quality in Phoenix has improved so much. I've heard stories like that in L.A. Uh, and, and in other places, for that matter. So, you know, I guess if you're looking for a silver lining, you can always find something like that. But I also think that once the dust settles after this, I think the way we do business is going to change just a little bit. I really do. And it might be for the better. Who knows? This might be, might be you know, God's way or whatever of hitting the reset button and making us all kind of take stock in things, maybe look at things a little bit differently. And once, like I said, the dust settles, we would move forward in probably a little bit different way in, in some cases. So, I just, go ahead, James. 
So at that same point, I mean, when we look at what kind of business we want to be supporting, you know, society is going to change. Um, so t telecommunications, uh, um, you know, there's going to be fiber optic, you know, all, you know, the infrastructure is going to be geared a little bit differently. You know, we're going to have this taste in our mouth left over from what's happened. Uh, folks are going to be working from home more often. Uh, communities might look a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for us out there. It just may be a little bit different. Totally agree. Justin, did you have something? Well, I was just sitting here uh, listening to what you were saying and, and, uh, and thinking about the numbers that they're projecting of like uh, how many people could be infected or how many people could die. And then I'm thinking about the aging workforce in surveying yep. and you you were talking about how everything is going to be dramatically different afterwards and i and well we hope it's not dramatically different but it's going to be different and i think that that uh the fact that surveyors are essential in a lot of states is going to keep a lot of the aging workforce out working and that could be a risk for us um the other thing i was going to say is or Gavin was going to say, we were listening to Governor DeSantis earlier and talking about federal transportation projects and how uh, DeSantis is actually saying that we're ahead of schedule because there's no lane closures and there's far less cars on the road. And um, so lane closures, but you don't have to shut down as many mm. for a third of the transportation that would normally be there. You don't necessarily have to work overtime hours at night. So I just finished uh, working for the Metro system in Washington, DC. I did the purple line, the red line, uh, the purple line for a year and a half and was on the silver line right through North Washington, DC. And uh, one of our biggest concerns was of course, safety, safety, safety above all else and everything else. But you have to close down Metro centers, which are a major transportation hub for thousands of people every day, but you had to work at night on the weekends, and that's a lot of overtime hours coming out of the company pocket. Um, now, since everything's closed and the streets are completely barren, you don't necessarily have to worry about that. You can ramp up work that, I mean, DeSantis was talking there six weeks ahead of schedule on one of the highway projects down here now. That's the predicted, you know. It's always subject to change when you talk about the weather and closures and uh, quarantining. You know, you have to stay at home. All these acceptable uh, businesses or essential services that we have right now they may not be so essential in a couple of weeks if people don't start biding by the rules and saying, Hey, let's take a week off and get this bell curve to yep. flatten off. And that doesn't happen because if you, I don't know if you've watched any of the Florida stuff, but everybody's down here on spring break right now. It looked like new Orleans in the middle of Mardi Gras a couple of days ago, just on the beaches down here. They just closed the beaches yesterday. Crazy. Those people are all going to take off and go back to their, home college towns and the rest of their towns and this could be Spread it. just plateauing just to spike again for all we know right now but to get back on subject is um you know they predict this and it looks promising and of course that's what everybody wants to hear right now but uh 
you know, in, in real time and how it actually affects everybody and everybody in this conversation and thousands more across the United States and even tens of thousands more across the world. You know, it's, it's interesting to see that um, how this is really going to play out. And this is something that nobody's ever had this in their playbook before. Yeah. Or we have, we knew it was going to happen. We didn't take the right steps for it in whatever country you may be in right now, but we were completely unprepared and how we're dealing with it and uh, how it comes to how it all plays out. It's going to be interesting, but I think that, you know, as one of the essential services that are out there quite often, and we do everything that we can to protect ourselves, of course, on every job that we work on, we, you know, it's one of the most dangerous professions in the world. Um, we go places that nobody else would even dream about going. We do things that people would never even want to consider doing. And we do that on a daily basis without COVID-19. And now you throw all this into it and uh, just being close to our clients and talking to them on a regular basis is, you know, dangerous for us. So uh, I just, I think it's going to be real interesting to see. And I'm like Justin, you said earlier, he's got his pulse on everything going on. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm, taking the temperature of different parts of the country, the world, North America, especially um, who's yeah. working. And from what I understand right now, it seems like everybody's doing all right from all the stories I've heard in Oklahoma and Arizona, Washington, um, everywhere. It seems like everybody's doing okay to start with, but uh, you know, we're kind of in the baby steps of this entire situation. I think it's going to last a little longer than, we all hope it would. I pray it doesn't, but you know, it does. Uh, yeah. Good, Michael. Does beg question about uh, essential service though. Like uh, PSC, we've, you know, we've been advocating to our government to say, hey, surveying needs to be essential service. I know NSPS has been doing the same thing, but you take a step back and you look at it just from a societal perspective. I mean, yeah, long term, you know, you have to have surveyors. Um, you know, generally for the economy and then maybe on the shorter term, if you have to build a hospital in 10 days or something crazy, of course you need surveyors. But in general, is it really essential for us to be continually working all the time for just, you know, of course it's good for us from a self-interest perspective, but I, I don't know how consistently essential our, our service really is. It's, it's needed for um, things that, to do with healthcare and uh, supply chain in the short term and certainly in the long term for the economy um, and anybody working is essential, but uh, or anybody working can contribute to, to the economy, which it's very important to keep the economy going. Um, but it might be a pretty hard sell to call us an essential service when, uh, when the situation gets more dire. I agree. I, completely. I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, it's almost on a project by project type basis. You know, if it's a project that, um, you know, has to do with, you know, something that's going to, you know, better the, you know, the, the healthcare, building a hospital or whatever, you know, infrastructure projects that are, are vital. I mean, I can see us being under the essential umbrella there. I mean, let's face it, if we're doing a lot survey, if we're doing a ALTA survey, a TOPO, whatever, you think about it, probably not essential, right? Um, I still think, like in Arizona, that's the only thing I can really reference because that's the only thing I'm familiar with. In Arizona, it's we fall under the, you know, we fall under the the tradesman, 
here in Arizona. I know, you know, that we're not a trade, we're a profession, whatever. Well, that's where we fall in Arizona. So, um, at least for now, but like, 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 uh, I'm sorry, Justin, what's your buddy's name? Gavin. Gavin, like Gavin mentioned. Yeah. I mean, he brought up a really good point that, you know, like in Florida, you know, had all those spring breakers, you know, they left, they went back to their home States. They brought the virus with them. I read something today about 44 spring breakers in Texas, you know, being positive. So that's just, that's going to continue to spread. And the more we don't listen, you know, what the government, I know getting involved with your life and telling you what to do and this and that, but it's a pretty serious deal when it boils right down to it. And we really should, um, you know, do what we can. Obviously the whole shelter in place thing, but when we go out of the house, maybe we really need to be going out of the house for this or for that or whatever. I mean, I was just driving around today and I don't get me wrong. Traffic was much lighter than normal, but there's still a heck of a lot of cars on the road. And to be in a state that is apparently shelter in place, I'm like, really? I mean, when our governor, you know, signed that executive order a couple days ago, honestly, when you read it, it was no different than the day before he signed it. Cause he didn't say like, like even golf courses are still open. You know, there's so much stuff that's still open. Um, I'm just like, really? Hairdressers open in Arizona, from what I understand. What is it? You guys still have hairdressers open in Arizona. I just got my hair cut today. <laughs> Case of point. Case of point. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, now, crazy. it's interesting. Everybody's so hopeful that all this is going to go away by summertime. Yeah. But, you know, summertime is kind of like spring break for a lot of people, too. And then, and then once it starts cooling off again, it can come back with a vengeance. You know, it can come back even worse. And all the cash that exchanges hands, I mean, how long does it take for a dollar bill to go full, full yep. circulation? So, yep. I mean, those things are always going to be a concern from now on. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think we're at, a, we're at an interesting point in our, in our lives, you know, professionally speaking. Um, and let's face it, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Again, I don't want to see what happened in 2008 happen again and we lose a bunch of really good people. Because um, people have to, they have, they have to make ends meet. And if they end up losing their survey job for whatever reason, they're like, all right, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go become a painter. I'm going to do this, do that. And they never come back to surveying, you know, and it, it took its toll in 2008. There's no doubt about it. Um, how we prevent that, I don't know. Um, you know, one thing, one, another thing that concerns me is, you know, you mentioned less traffic on the road and stuff like that. And immediately my mind goes to, goes to safety. And I think about survey crews that are working out there, you know, it's easy again. I mean, it's, it's really easy to take your safety for granted as it is. But now, you know, these same people have all these distractions in their mind. You know, how am I going to make the bills? How am I going to do this? My wife just got laid off. My kids are now home. You know, people that are driving, whether they should be or shouldn't, they're driving. They've got those same distractions. Um, so it's, it's being a survey is already a very dangerous profession. And it's just getting worse, especially for those surveyors that are doing work, you know, within public right away and stuff like that. So, you know, remind your guys, if anything, just like, hey, guys, I know we all got more distractions than ever, but that's more reason to step back and take a look at your surroundings and just be aware at all times because uh, it's just a recipe for disaster as far as that goes. So, um, anybody have anything else they want to add? I mean, that's really about it. I wanted to keep this to about an hour, which we've done, which is good. This is the first time we've done this. Um, you know, maybe let it digest overnight. Let me know if you think we had value. We could do it once every couple of weeks and touch on a different topic. Um, you know, maybe more people 
will hear about it and they'll want to get involved and see if it kind of you know gets some traction. I don't know. It's totally up to you guys. But does anybody else have anything else they want to uh, want to add to the conversation? Go ahead. I was just gonna say it certainly can't hurt. I mean, we're all uh, you know going home at night and sitting at home as opposed to all the social or athletic things we might be doing instead. So, you know, even just for for our own sake, it doesn't hurt to to be a little social. And even though we're, it's shop talk, you're it's still something. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no curling on, so I don't know what people are doing. <laughs> no, they can't. They yeah. can't. Uh, I want to end on a bit of a positive note. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so there's a, there's an inevitability coming. This this event may delay it a bit, but there's a demographic wave, uh, the age curve that globally, you know, there's going to be nine billion people in the next number of years. But the definite the, those defined as middle class is going to grow by about three billion, and that's mainly to do with the age curve. And to provide the infrastructure for that expansion in that demographic is the equivalent of six Europe's of infrastructure. Wow. So somebody's got to do it. And some place uh, where there's places in the world that I won't mention where they've just had 10 years of that kind of a boom. And surveyors grabbed that and made it their own. They became the the pros from Dover's, you know, the miracle workers in muddy boots who who drove the 4D construction, who got in there and became more essential in that. They had to diversify a bit from our traditional roles to take on more of the, you know, managing robots rather than pounding the hubs that the robot will do. So there's a lot of opportunity coming. This is going to be a delay in it, I'm sure, but that's something that uh, that surveyors could really grab a hold of in the future. Yeah, really, uh, really well said, Gavin. That's that's a really good point you make there. Uh, anybody else? Ryan, so you got something. Yeah, I just want to you know add some some positive notes to that too. As you know, surveyors, you know, the, our governor didn't specifically name surveying as as a critical infrastructure or as a uh, essential service, but through professional services and 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 um, infrastructure needs, you know, surveyors kind of fell into that category. I think it's a great marketing opportunity for us to attract youth. You know, say, hey, while you're looking for a career, maybe you got to think about choosing one that was essential service during the, you know, the the, the COVID nineteen epidemic because there's going to be a lot of high school kids that are definitely going to remember this. Yep. Um, and the second thing is the adaptation of this type of technology here. Um, I spent a couple years as a tech support specialist for a surveyor, um, a surveying supply company, and there was a huge disconnect between the field staff and the office staff. And yesterday, I taught a guy how to run a digital level using a Zoom meeting. So, you know, there's a great opportunity for the surveyor to to get into the field in a virtual way, maybe look at a monument with the crew, talk to the crew, help them sort through problems they're seeing in the field get more engaged and look at the, uh, the more um, mentorship opportunities there could be, even though we can't be there right by their side, we can virtually be by their side. Yep. So I think there's definitely some positives there. And, you know, I think Justin touched on this a little bit when I listened to his, his, um, his interview on the geoholics and uh, you know, just our state societies. We've had a lot of 
older generations have been reluctant to do this kind of thing. They always want to have live meetings, and I think they've now they've been forced, and and uh, hopefully they see it as an opportunity to, for us to engage at a greater level. Yeah, I think and then also, I think it also then this kind of makes us challenge what does it mean to be um, you know in direct responsible charge of field crew what does it mean to maintain regular business hours you know that all, all states have those requirements um, that might be a negative in some people's eyes but I think there's there's a great opportunity to engage so yep well said Ryan I appreciate that and I, I think Justin's got the biggest smile on his face out of everybody he's a He's on board with everything you, you said. Made my, you made my month, buddy. <laughs> uh, but it's a good point. You know, Justin's got this amazing website created, and, you know, he, I, I think he's already got something like mentors and something set up um, to where we could – work. this stuff is doable. You know, it really is. It's just getting people to buy into the technology, like you said, Ryan, and um, exposing people to it. And, hey, it's not that hard. I mean, this Zoom meeting thing is – Freaking simple. It's amazing. I'm, it's easier to use than anything in your truck. It Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, I'm good with that. You guys, anybody, anything else? Nice to talk to all you guys. I'll do it again. Let's do it again. Yep. Yep. Let's do it again. If you would, you guys, if you do me a favor, just provide some feedback, positive, negative, whatever. Um, I got broad shoulders, so I'm open to whatever. If you guys want to do it again every other month, whatever, every other week, something. I mean, I've got nothing but time. I'm an empty nester, so <laughs> I could do this whenever, whatever we want to do. But I think this is a really good core group. I'd love to, uh, to do it again with you guys. I appreciate everything that you uh, presented to this group. And, uh, you know, Producer Jake has recorded it, so we'll release it as like a Geoholics bonus episode or something like that. So just be on the lookout for that. And uh, once again, I just I thank you guys for you know taking the hour to be here and uh, appreciate your uh, your time and your your input. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Stay Take safe. Yeah, be careful. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. thank you, Jake. Yep. Be safe. <laughs>